I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Cast, the first edition of the Glover's Cast without Terry Skiverton as a full-time employee or an employee at all of Yeovil Town Football Club. Today to talk all the way through a uh, a legend leaving the club and uh, an exit from the FA Trophy, I'm joined as fairly regularly by Ian. Hello Ian. Hello, how are you doing? And unfortunately, we've had to lock Ben up for his own safety. So instead, <laughs> we have replaced him with the one, the only, Mr. James Healy. How you, Gemma? Evening, chaps. You all right? We're doing all right. It sounded better than you anyway. <laughs> you know, <aren't> <laughs> yeah. you, you've been eating one of them overcooked pasties or something? Or... My uh, 40 bench and ledges I just smoked. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you got emotional hearing you talk about Skivo. That's what that yeah. was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what has uh, what has an afternoon on the terraces at Huge Park done to you? It's all the singing and shouting yesterday. Is that is that what you were doing? Was it? Oh, no, okay. not really. No, but yeah, that's really weird. That sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thirty-one. We're back in the room. Right. Well, I, I guess I'm gonna have to hand over to you guys to start with. I, I, I presume that we should start by talking about the uh, the match. Take yeah, it in chronological get... order, can't we? Should we get that shambles out of the way first? I mean, it's yeah. both pretty shambolic by the sounds of things, but let's get that one out of the way. Okay. Well, the two of you were there. We did talk on Thursday, Friday about uh, the ghost of Bursco, didn't we? And we did talk about <laughs> the risk of, uh, 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 you know, 
getting caught out by some of these uh, these giant killings. Is it our fault? A lot, a lot of things have been blamed. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of blaming myself by complaining about our success in cup competitions and how it was ruining my season. Yeah, uh, Sheridan, Sheridan did say at least Dave's going to get to go to Eastleigh. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I've looked at the price of a train ticket to Eastleigh, and it's not a good thing. I don't think. So. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be able to backtrack on that one now. It is at least a, you know, a relatively uh, straight journey down. So uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> that i'm sure um but yeah i was listening on the radio initially to somerset and then to three valleys and uh i kind of flitted in between the two as bbc uh sport did its uh really weird saturday afternoon uh, programming that they have when they won't go through to an actual match but then i i caught our Lawson in sheridan um well i'm gonna i'm gonna give i'm gonna give a lot of credit to needham market from what i heard is that fair to say they played well? Yeah, I thought I so. I thought they did, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I felt they defended well. And then at points when we, um, you know, when we were coming forward and they sort of managed to clear the ball and there was a couple of decent opportunities. I mean, they could have won it right at the death with the, um, the striker Ingram really should have scored. It was a good save by Smith, but, you know, any striker worth his salt, I think, probably just smashes that in. But I certainly thought, from from my viewpoint, I thought they they earned it. I like their left winger. They had a decent guy on the left side who kept cutting inside and causing problems. But yeah, they, they, you know, we yeah, there's plenty of problems with us. But I thought, you know, they it wasn't a case of this didn't feel like the way Bursko has been described and now we had a load of chances and we just didn't put them away. This was, we didn't have that many chances and we didn't create a lot and no one played particularly well at all. And they, you know, they got us to the end of the 90 minutes and as we know with penalties, it can all go a bit crazy, can't it? Yeah, good agree with everything there really I, I think I messaged you Dave during the game yeah. saying that their number 11 was giving Williams a bit of a torrid time at times on that wing and they always seemed to have he was always a spare man over it was so frustrating everyone was going over one way and they were just picking the pass out to him and he was just running at Williams you think that's where the goal's going to come from obviously it didn't but it was him that scored I think wasn't it at the back post um, tidy finish as well to be fair but, yeah, he just seemed to have so much space, didn't he? Like yeah. everyone stopped, and I think there is a video on Twitter doing the rounds of sort of Jordan Barnett does a weird sort of diving header where he doesn't really make any contact. Ruben Reed's walking out with his hand in the air, yeah. and <laughs> in comes um, I think his name is Folks comes in, scree- uh, you know, screaming in on the back post and smashes it into the roof of the net. I, I don't know, we just didn't. We we defended so well this season. It's all we've you know it's, we've talked about it being our biggest strength. But in that moment, it was just horrific. Yeah. We was, were a bit at sea, weren't we? It was yeah. a couple of people. Well, they had a chap on the floor, didn't they? A couple of peeling for offside. Um, from where we were, it didn't look offside. To be fair, I'm looking at the video that was doing the rounds, he looked kind of level, but he wasn't really interfering. Was he? he didn't stop anyone. Didn't touch it. He went through to matey and. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good strike. If he had missed that, we would have been wearing that, I think, because we were over in that far corner, so it would have gone over and 
probably not my bother out my hand. <laughs> obviously, at the point they did score, we we were one nil up, and did we did we deserve to be one nil up? I mean, by that point, I felt we did. Yeah, it was quite yeah. controlled, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we were. I mean, it was we were playing the ball around quite nicely, and we were on top. I think when we scored, but you always sense that they were going to score or they were going to have a chance. And if they did take it, and obviously they did, they'd get back into it. And yeah. as Ian said, like that saved in the, the pretty much the last kick of the game, wasn't it? That England yeah. could have scored. I mean, he was three yards out. So great save, but obviously at the other end, we couldn't really see. We thought someone else got a block on it. It wasn't Smith that saved it, but looking at the video that the lad that you had on the podcast oh, yeah, last yeah. week, yeah, that he put, that he put up and watched that earlier. Um, get quite a good angle of the save. It was a yeah, literally point blank range, and obviously it kept us in it. But then to lose on penalties is uh, it's a bit of a lottery, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. I was listening I think, to the pen. Go on, so go. I was going to say, yeah, I think you know, go. We took the lead. I think we had a couple of okay chances, didn't we? I think Yusuf had that awkward one where it sort of looped over his head and he just swung his left foot at it. There was a couple of, there was nothing major, but there was half chances. And I think just the way we, we, we were moving the ball around nicely without really causing any major problems. And I think, you know, it was that cross that Morgan Williams scored from, you know, it was a bit of a smash it low and hard and hopes someone <laughs> gets something on it, which is sort of how it happened really. But there wasn't, you know, after that, I, I can't remember anything really obvious any chances Yusuf really went obvious. through at one point didn't he oh yeah yeah and he dragged he went it through wide and then dragged it wide it seemed to like nearly at the corner flags from where we were <laughs> and he had Reed Reed, Reed was open and he, yeah. he could have crossed it but you know I don't think Reed would have crossed it in the position if he was in that position no you would want your striker goal, to shoot yeah. from there wouldn't you yeah. yeah Um. but you know the second half it was all sort of crosses sort of hoping these crosses are going to do something. None of them were particularly dangerous. They were either too low, didn't beat the first man, or they were right over the back post to no one. Um, yeah. Knowles came on and livened things up a little bit, but it was all sort of shots from distance. And um, yeah. yeah, he looked. Sorry, I thought he looked tired actually. There's one point when he ran down when he was chasing the ball down. It looked like he was running in treacle. Yeah, and, I and he'd only been on five minutes or so, which is a little bit worried. Yeah. And I mean that's the that's the problem. I was going to ask you. I mean, we obviously were missing a few players. Uh, Joe Quigley through illness, and um, Charlie Wakefield. I mean, the manager said afterwards that he'd be back for next weekend, but presumably had said before the game that he wasn't training. So, who do you think we missed the most? Was it uh, Wakefield, Knowles, that kind of a, you know, do anything? Staunton well, in midfield for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the same. We lose so much when he is not in the midfield. Great yeah. defender, brilliant defender. Can't, you cannot fault him wherever he plays, but what he does to Matt Worthington and Del Gorman, you know, what he does to players around him, how he makes them play is so important. I think the manager said that, didn't he, after the game? Did he say moving Staunton out of midfield? He said um, he always worries yeah. when he moves. Where, yeah, when, when, where, I think he worries wherever he is, you know, whatever he does. <laughs> he was talking about injuries at the time, I think. And he was saying, yeah. good God, don't let this guy get injured, which is 
but then you know we survived so long without him yeah but then you think you know we've got morgan williams who's a center back playing right back you know for me i felt like a perfect opportunity to put him in at center back with max hunt and then play alex bradley play mark little you know give him for if you don't if you're not sure about either of them give them 45 minutes each and yeah see how it goes and keep staunton in there because gorman you know i i do quite like gorman i think he takes too many shots every now and then but i think he's a better player when he's got josh staunton around him telling him to not do that or just he doesn't do the same. He can't do the same thing Josh Staunton does in midfield, and I think he's sort of expected to do that role when Staunton moves back. Yeah. So if they're filling Grant, that makes the manager oh, Peggy Mitchell, does it? Or <laughs> <laughs> shouting? Yeah. When Staunton takes a shot, get out of my pub. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but then, um, Pet, I mean, I was listening to, like I say, I flicked between the commentaries and I did end up with uh, with Dave on, on, on Free Valley. So I, I didn't get the, the goal, so I didn't hear whether he used the word Keystone Cops. But um, <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But I heard him and uh, I think it was Rick Hyatt yeah. doing the um, doing the, the, the penalty. Um, and they were all saying, you know, Grant Smith was our best player they 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 spoke well of uh of Staunton as you know you, you kind of expect but I think they were probably high on that save at the end and then obviously you know like you know, he saved three penalties he saved three, he penalties saved three and scored one. one like what more can a keep what more does a keeper have to do I mean what was it about the about the penalties because you just thought what was it three occasions we were we had it to, yeah we could have won yeah you know? Yeah, three, I think it was. was it but three, all of the yeah. penalties, to be fair, the ones that were missed, the keepers were forced into good, decent saves. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard. We were like, behind the goal, and it's not the greatest of views behind the goal, but it stood a bit to the side for the penalties. But, yeah, it seemed that all of the saves were decent okay. saves. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Other than Ruben's P-roller. Yeah, that was... You could just sense there, there was an old boy stood by us and... Reed's run-up was like really short, wasn't it? And yeah. Staggered and just like slowing as he was running up. The bloke just shouted, "He's going to have to miss this." <laughs> and, and sure enough, it was like quite predictable, and he did. Yeah. But did you know, he have his all the others, I thought, could save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should have backhilled it. Yeah. Backhilled it. <laughs> A little turn in his laboured run-up, and then done it. Done that thing yeah. like Pires and uh, on Reed did. Try and pass oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> try and pass it to someone. Probably would have missed yeah. it anyway. Oh, <laughs> I think you can only do that in open play, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Probably they could do it at all, could they? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, Reed, I don't know if we had any questions about Reed. I've avoided social media for the past 24 hours. Um, yeah, I don't know if we had any questions about Reed, but, you know, I thought his performance yesterday was his return to Yeovil in a nutshell, really. Um, he didn't have a lot of great touches i think his passes were loose he there was a couple of ch- couple of chances where he you know he could have got the ball wide to sunny blue i think at one point on the left and he just played it too short and they intercepted it just none of it clicked they look like a team who's you know obviously they've had a bit of a disrupted week with different people taking the training obviously with darren Salaway and then skivo doing the training for two days and i think they've they didn't look like a team that had trained 
together really and we moved a formation you know we went back to a, a bit of a diamond um with a front two i don't think it really worked not for me no i agree yeah it really it, 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 it looked off the pace for me to be honest look i think again i messaged dave ben he looked unfit as well mm. and they were playing against part-time players and you would I don't think you would have known who were the full time team and who were the part time team. My brother summed up, he said, actually it's just this is just like a crap league game. <laughs> because you wouldn't have known that they weren't in our league or at the same level. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think oh, yeah, we could look tired and unfit. But that's I mean we haven't got the squad of in depth to rotate players or whatever but I mean we only had four on the bench yesterday yeah why we don't don't use a youngster and put them on and then if we were winning or whatever put that youngster on for five ten minutes at the end it's a good news story as well like yeah we've got an academy lad playing um but we had nine on the bench I know we've got loans go back and injuries or whatever but against Bournemouth we had nine on the bench and yesterday we had four yeah We've only had one go back, haven't we? One? Yeah. Well, we've had Moss. Yeah, Moss went back. We lost Wilco to injury. Yeah. And Wakefield ill. Quigley. Quigley ill. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ollie Ace played for the under 18s Scored scored twice for the under 18s but you know he he, he could have been on the bench presumably. Um, I think Ben mentioned in his uh, one of his reports. Toby Stevens, don't know what's happened to him since he went out on loan. But again, he was good enough for the first team at the end of uh, last last season. So why is he not good enough now? I mean, there may be a reason for that, but again, we don't know, do we? But um... Did I notice yesterday also Worthington seemed to limp off and he didn't go on to the bench. He went down, you know, they've got the little bit of the side of the bench and he walked down oh, there and went straight the down back. the tunnel. Yeah, and it did look like he was hobbling a bit. Oh, sure, I I didn't I didn't notice that. I did see him come back, come out of the tunnel, and oh, did make his way to sit back round behind yeah, the dugout. It looked like he was hobbling a little bit. Yeah, but he might have needed the toilet and went to the loo <laughs> and then come back. You did that, dude. Yeah, we've got enough fake news going around, Jimmy. We don't need you spreading anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Where you pull off your mask and it's Vladimir Putin's on instead. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Well, I mean, we obviously we don't sound particularly cheerful this evening, do we? Because it was, it was a, it was bad. It was bad. I had a nice bovril, so yeah. Well, there you go. go. Yeah. Uh, A standard four or five. It's a bit too hot. Yeah, it's a bit too hot. It actually, it actually melted my lid on the cup. (laughs) It was that. It changed the shape of my plastic lid on the top. It was so hot. Yeah. Where they cook. Where they, where they eating up this bovril in there? Well, it's not from the toilet, is it? There's no hot water in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, that, that might not. We, we, we couldn't really criticise them too much for that, could we? But um, No, you'd be yeah. moaning if it was a cold bovril. Very yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you can't go I think, wrong with a bovril. I think it felt... I thought yesterday... Did you go to Bournemouth, Jimmy? Yes. Yeah, I think... Obviously, there's a massive contrast in what that you know what those crowds were like and what the games were like but i think you know just the fact that within seven days we went from all that excitement to 
that as well. I think that probably hits hits us a little bit harder as well. I just didn't think. And with you know the rumours beforehand, I know it was nothing was announced to the evening, but I think every man and his dog seemed to know that Terry Skiven was leaving. Um, <laughs> and, and I yeah. think that that sort of took away. You know, there was he wasn't there training, so that sort of pretty much confirmed things for people who had heard and it just felt like a bit of a deflating atmosphere yeah it was yeah there wasn't really much of an atmosphere was there no i know they only had two stands open or whatever but there's 1600 there um and i think yeah. the, the, the biggest noise on the terrace really that i heard is when the kids were popping the balloons there's <laughs> <laughs> big cheers then yeah. even when we scored there wasn't much of a reaction i don't think no. And like you say, going from Bournemouth the week before, where it was all packed out, a lot of noise, and then the away fans help a little bit, but it just felt that it was a bit like the old times, really, against Bournemouth. It was, it was yeah. quite enjoyable. Whereas yesterday, I don't think I enjoyed one bit of it, to be honest. No. no I, was I, gonna, I was going to ask you both, for me, uh, to, to anyone who is listening to this and doesn't know that Terry Skiver and has left the Oval Town, then I'm afraid to say he has. Um, <laughs> I think we gave that away a bit in the intro, but there we go. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, do you think, we obviously know that the players were told before the game um, or on the, uh, the day before the game, I think, I mean, do you think that had a, a, an impact on how they performed? Could we give? I think, that? It might, I think it might have done. I mean, you know, we've we've watched the manager's post-match interview, yeah, and I don't think I've it. ever really seen him like that. No. You know, he often gets, you know, he does get fired up and he says what he feels. But I felt yesterday, I felt like he was closer to saying what he really felt more than ever before, and. I imagine having if he's you know if he's come back from a funeral, so he's obviously got stuff going on personally. To lose someone like Skivo, who he obviously sees as a good mate as well, and not just a colleague, I think to lose that, you know, it's going to be hard. I think for any person to keep positive or keep you know try and keep on a keep a brave face or you know do anything sort of. <laughs> It wasn't a normal day, was it? It wasn't a normal situation, and I don't think he could have. He probably couldn't have been his normal self. No, it's the little things as well. I guess that people don't really see what the assistant manager does. So the warming up, uh, the team sheets. He always used to do that when I was there. The assistant manager would write out the team sheets, go and see the ref with the captain. So obviously the manager or someone else has got to do that now. So it's just like the little things as well behind the scenes that. I mean, players like their routines, don't they? So if there was a routine that Skivo did with them every week, then all of a sudden someone's forgotten about that routine. The players are all out of sync. It's just little things, I think, that a lot of people don't see that he was doing behind the scenes to help everyone out. Who's going to be doing them now? Does Sal do them? Does Darren do them? I mean, it just adds to what he, what he has to do. Yeah, and I think it, as well, you know, it's more than just... This is more than just any old coach leaving a football club. This is someone who's been at Yeovil since 1998, who has pretty much done every everything yeah. that you can do at a club. Like he's, you know, there's probably wallpaper newer than Terry Skiverton in Hewish Park, although there might not be. 
No, probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't go into it. Might be a couple of uh, pies. Uh, yeah. Older, you know. um, but yeah. So w- uh, we- we've obviously heard a lot about uh, you know in the however long it's been, just over twenty four hours, as we talk tonight. Um, since since he left, I mean, like you say, just just looking at what uh, Darren Sowell said to uh, to Sheridan on BBC Somerset, said he's um. I'd left the club to take up an opportunity in the EFL, which we understand is uh, in Charlton Athletic, the assistant manager job at Charlton Athletic. He spoke about, you know, um, as his friend, he's going to miss him. You know, talked about his his character, obviously, and he's a, he's a very good coach. But uh, yeah, the point that you made there um, at the at the end, there, Ian, you were saying all the all the stuff of why and where. Uh, for him to speak about, he's a grown man, he needs to answer those questions himself. Um, but then, quite tellingly, Darren Sal says, I want to retain some kind of professionalism and dignity out of a pretty crappy day. Um, and he did use those kind of words on a couple of occasions um, about the fact that he wanted to retain some kind of professionalism and retain some kind of dignity. Um, he also brought it up when he was asked afterwards about signing players and saying, you know, I've tried to conduct myself with dignity because um, I'm not a not an excuse maker. I mean, before we get on to talking about uh, Skibbo, what do we think he, he, he meant by that? He's obviously frustrated. I mean, I'll say that the obvious thing, he's frustrated by the fact that there is there doesn't seem to be any kind of structure behind the club. There doesn't seem to be anybody making decisions. There doesn't seem to be any, uh, you know, backing, you know, financial or otherwise for him. He just seems to be fronting it up on his own. And I know he's a manager of the club, so, you know, that that does come as part of the territory. But it is not part of the territory to do all of that completely single-handedly is it who did he go to i mean obviously Preston's not there day to day uh was only there for the bournemouth game so if darren wants a new player on loan does he just do it over the phone with him i mean there's no one there is there to head up like and the staff as well i mean when i was there there was always management there so john fry was there pretty much all the time so if you had a question or you had a problem or whatever, you go and see John, or you know that there was a manager there. But if the staff there don't know, who do they go and speak to if they've got, got like a problem? And who does Darren go to to ask? Like, I want an extra bit of money. Does he just phone Scott up and then does he, he talks hang a up? lot, what? doesn't he? He talks a lot about talking to Scott. Um, so you, you assume that it's on the phone. And I mean, the only other person I can think of that, that, that both Scott and Darren have spoke about is James Hillier, who's the stadium manager. manager. Now, 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 I, I know you've got the word manager in his job title, but it's not, you know, James Hillier's job isn't, uh, you know, to help Darren Sala, is it? It's to make <laughs> sure that the stadium's in one piece. Surely. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He is mad. It's like... You know, we, we've, we've got another director, haven't we? Yeah. Who's... Don't think he was at the game. I certainly didn't. See him when I was milling around. If you look at his Twitter feed now, it says something is wrong. <laughs> there's there, there, there's no tweets, there's no nothing on G Collis YTFC. It just says something is wrong. So maybe that's Glenn. Glenn's trying to tell us something. Um, yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> maybe, but it just feels like one of these. You know, you know, there's he's a director, but he's not really. 
capable of doing anything, is he? He's not able to make any real change. You know, we've got Mark Robinson somehow, you know, pulling out sponsorships and by all accounts from doing a, a good job of things, really. You know, we don't, the club doesn't keep going without sponsorship deals and we're still getting ball sponsors, stand sponsors, match sponsors and all that sort of stuff going on, which, you know, is feels like now the FA Cup runs over, it feels like the only money that's coming in really, doesn't it? Yeah, he'd say he's doing wonders, isn't he, to get people to sponsor games and yeah. things like that. You can't polish a turd, can you? But I suppose you can roll it in glitter, but <laughs> it's... Uh... <laughs> He's, he's, he's pulling rabbits I'm out right really, down there, try, yeah. <laughs> to try and get um, try and get sponsors must be so hard at the moment. I mean, if you were a potential sponsor that went to that yesterday, you would uh, think twice about sponsoring a game or match ball, wouldn't you? I know I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's yeah, yeah. We've, so if we've, any potential sponsors are listening, just <laughs> go and sponsor. It's yeah, a good we, day I'm, out. We've talked, you know, we've talked about it so many times about you know all the people there working behind, <clears throat> working with their hands tied behind their backs, and yeah. you know it was pretty never been more clear than yesterday with a manager without an assistant there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people left feeling that, didn't they? Like reading Twitter and that people have come away yesterday and actually realised, I think I think it's at home with a few people that actually crap, we are in dire straits here. We're like something's gotta change. Yeah. And I think people before yesterday didn't realise how deep we are in the shit really. Yeah. And I think, you know, on the pitch when it you know, when you get knocked out by how many divisions lower are they than two two than us? Two. Yeah, two steps below us. Yeah. yeah. Like when you lose to a team like that, you know, that's sort of when it becomes blindingly obvious compared to losing 3-1 to top of the championship. It sort of does sort of click a little bit. We had a few indications, didn't we? You know, the Torquay games gave us a bit of an idea, but there was all these caveats around it in that we lost Grant Smith for two games. Um, But I suppose the shit really hit the fan on Tuesday when you lose Wilco. Yeah, and you have to totally shuffle the pack, and you lose a right back who's been like pretty much your first name on the team sheet for the last however many games he played. Yeah. So shall we really lift this conversation then by talking <laughs> <laughs> talking about the uh, the exit of Terry Skiverton? Um, who wants to go first? Go on, Ian. You go first. <laughs> well, I'm really sad. Yeah, I think. The saddest thing for me is that it feels like Terry Terry Skivett and leaving Yeovil Town shouldn't have happened in the middle of a season where he's, you know, I, I don't I don't believe it, you know, I don't think he's been shuffled out the back door or anything like that, but he's obviously got a good opportunity, has taken it and has, you know, maybe seen seen the situation at the club for what it is and feels he needs to do something pretty quickly to um you know for his own sort of his own sake and his own livelihood but i think you know terry skiverton doesn't leave yeovil town through rumors on a saturday morning 
confirmed after a loss you know <laughs> he deserves he deserves a statue he deserves like whatever you can do whatever there's you know whatever tribute there is for a, a player and a manager and an assistant manager and an academy manager and then a manager again then assistant manager again like like there's not and there's probably not enough we can do for for what he's done you know no uh, and he has spoken on today on sunday isn't he mm. he's spoken with uh, our journalist chris hull who appears to be a, a sky sports journalist um and and he said there um you know that he said he, he tried to leave um once before but he got dragged back by uh by, by john fry but he says this time i knew the time was right um i need to move on with my career i've got all my qualifications my b my a and my pro license and all those things i really want to give this a crack and it's time to move away from yeovil but then again uh tellingly he talks about um you know the club being working at the moment on the most li limited operations in his time. Remember, in his time, his best part, 23 years. Um, uh, and he says, you know, the football club's in a position where it needs to kick on um, and we can't do that at the moment. Um, so, again, those words aren't saying... You know, things aren't things aren't right here, but they're, they're doing yeah. just about everything but saying that, aren't they? Yeah, there's some strong words in there, in there. You can read into it a fair bit, I think, as you just have there. But what he's saying, he's subtly saying that things aren't too great, which we all know anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like what Ian said, really, I think he couldn't have done much more, could he, at the Oval Town? Um, no. From player, captain, manager, yeah, everything, pretty much. I think kit man at some point, I would have thought, probably. Um, did he write just, a press release or something for you once or probably yeah it would have done a better job as well to be fair um do you mean do you mean technical kit director or technical kit director, like yeah that we once made up for dan yeah yeah um actually he, he might be the next assistant you never know yeah <laughs> been there a few years um but yeah he, he just echo what he said really he'd done everything in it and uh it just seemed a bit sad that it was announced after a shit loss mm. on a on a Saturday would have been nice, I think, for obviously things happen. You can't tell when things do happen, but it would have been nice if uh, if it was a week earlier um, when there's a full house against Bournemouth to announce it at the end of the game or whatever then. Obviously, I don't know that it was happening then, but yeah. So yeah. Just a bit naff that it was uh, after yesterday's game and just a little, not say a little statement, but a statement. It was a nice video. Sam put together on there, like, on there, but I think the thing that wound me up most was the little quote from our our esteemed leader um, on yeah. there. That 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 did wind me up, to be honest. I think if there's one person who didn't deserve to be talking about everything Terry Skiverton was for Yeovil Town, it's that man, isn't it? Whereas yeah. Darren Saul, I mean, there there is an obvious, you know. Yeah, friendship there you know I, I genuinely believe there's there's not a lot in football that I believe because everything's cliches 110% isn't it but you do believe when the two of them talk about each other that they are actually you know they have become really good friends and, and you think I mean Ian you've spoken so many times about the way that Darren Sahl led the club through the Lee Collins uh, you know definitely Collins and Skivo was you know, uh, was was a, was a part of that, wasn't he? He would have been front and centre of it all. He mentions it, um, you know, 
in, in the interview that he's done today. Um, so, you know, we've got to thank him. And I suppose that's the thing. That's the one thing we should we, we should put on record is, is you know, he, he deserves it, doesn't he? He does. He does deserve a step up. It's a great opportunity for him if he is going to Charlton Athletic, which I think he is, um, then good luck to him. You know, he's, it'll be a better deal for him and his family and, you know, everyone. He's got he's got to take the opportunity while the opportunity is there, isn't he? And, you know, yes, it's, you know, it's terrible for us, but <sighs> I guess you do, you do have to say when good luck. Send yeah. us some players. When you think about like most of his peers as well, you know, uh, Sunderland, he's got Lee Johnson, Phil Jevons. He didn't play with Jamie McAllister, but they were, you know, part of the same. Yeah, yeah, part of the same unit when we went up. Um, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. There's so many players and people that, you know, have had similar careers to him and, you know, come up the same way that have have progressed, have got out of the Yeovil bubble. What's to say? I think in that interview, he says he maybe took the manager job too soon because he went from playing to managing straight away, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe had he played for a little bit longer, had he not, <laughs> had Fry not taken the cheap option and decided to make him manager, you know, who knows what would have happened with him. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a loss. I think it's a big loss. But like you said, we just got to you know, thank him for everything he'd done. He was my, you know, he's my favourite player. Well, as long as I've watched Yeovil, he was my favourite player. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. You 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 hope that that is going there is going to be an opportunity for that, isn't there? You hope that he is going to come back if it is with you know with Charlton, because I'm sure if there's a you know a pre-season friendly or whatever organised with them, they'll be well. You'd like to think it sells out, wouldn't you? You'd like to think that there'd be thousands of people there wanting to uh, to, to thank him for everything. So yeah, yeah I re- I genuinely hope we have you know <laughs> we get to do a proper send off if it's you know the end of the season. If um, you know the the Kevin Gould's legends match has been, you know, put off and put off and put off. You know, there's. It feels like if we ever get to that that day and that you know that stage, what a immense and emotional like time that's going to be for supporters. Can't be much more of a legend to bring onto a pitch from Yeovil Town perspective, <laughs> can there? No. No. Very true. Yeah, it would be nice just to for people to have a chance to say thanks. Yeah, so, um, yeah, would be nice. Deserves it. Should we go on to some questions? I know yeah. we some questions. <laughs> yeah. oh. There's a few. <laughs> yeah, if, if you've noticed, Jimmy, we keep uh, we keep the people on now to answer the questions as well. Yeah. We don't let them go anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> we say things all the time. Yeah, so we we, we need some we need someone yeah. else to. Uh, and you share don't the work for the BBC either, so you yeah, can... exactly. You can say <laughs> yeah, whatever true, you yeah. want. Say what you want. <laughs> I work for myself. Yeah, exactly. Your boss won't sack you, will he? Uh, he's an arse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, which one do you want to start with, Eni? And have you got them there? Because you told me last time out that I got them in the wrong order. So, well, uh, we get them in a different. You know, the algorithm doesn't work for both of us the same, does it? It doesn't. You get the more pokey questions first, and I get the nice, <laughs> easy ones first. No, yeah. yeah. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll ask him. 
I'll ask him because you haven't answered any questions yet today, have you? You've been very. I'm, I, I'm here to answer <laughs> the, anything you like me to uh, answer. Hostess with the mostest at the moment, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Dan Johnson. Well, you can answer this one, Dave. Having not been able to watch the game due to COVID, how was Little when he played? <laughs> um, <laughs> when he come on, his first touch, he gave the ball away. And then I think his second touch was missing the penalty. I don't know if he touched anything else in between. He made a tackle, I think, but then got the ball and passed it to one of their fellas and then missed the penalty. So it was a bit hard to tell, to be honest. Yeah, he's not, you know, <laughs> he didn't have enough time to suddenly become no. like, I don't know who I'm looking for here, as, you know, a, a rampaging fullback, like no. causing all sorts of problems. But yeah, he didn't get much cafe, time, to be no. fair to him. No, no cafe at the minute. No, not quite yet. No. It'll come. There's a good player to have back in the squad, though, that's for sure. Cafu? Well, yeah, well, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Even now, that would be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He'd do a job. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Carlos on the other side. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob, yeah, exactly. Just Rob. Uh, Dan's asked another one. Um, yeah. Do we think we can take Skivo departing as a sign the new owner owners are clearing out for their new staff? Do we take it as a sign? Well, if we have a sign that we've got new owners, then that would be something to, to say for it, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, I mean, what do we know? What are the facts without getting all Rafa Benitez about it? Um, he's, he's not got anything on. Maybe yeah, we we'll have him. Then, you know, the facts, as you know, Terry Skiverton's interview suggests, is that he's taken the job. Um, because it was a good opportunity with him and he wants to earn his stripes as a, as a coach, as he said. So if we take that at face value, then I'd say that's probably a big part of it. He's had an opportunity that he couldn't turn down. But, um, I mean, I will openly admit that when uh, Darren Way went, my view was that they should clear the whole lot out and that should be it. Everything that was on the playing side um, should, be, should be gone and we need to, to, to start again. Now, <laughs> you know, Terry Skiverton was the last remaining vestige of Yeovil Town's past on the playing side, isn't he? There's obviously people at the club who've been there. Um, just thinking now, yeah, there'll be people in the back room, in the you know, the staff, weren't there, who were there when, uh, you know, in the glory days as well. But Terry Skiverton was the last one. So if ever there was a time to sweep a new broom and... I've not walked through Hewis Park recently, but you might need to sweep a new brewery anyway. Um, now's it, isn't it? So if... It, 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 I don't know whether I think <laughs> it, he's, he's jumped... I keep thinking to myself, has he jumped or has he been pushed? You know, jumped before he's pushed, I should say. Um, I, I just can't see a world where anybody comes into Yeovil Town and thinks, let's get rid of Terry Skiverton. I just can't see how anybody could... I think it would just be to misjudge the club to do that, which, you know, as we've already alluded to is what um, what he says there. So I I don't I don't think he thinks he was being pushed, but I think he maybe he sees change coming and he thinks, you know, he's, he's had this opportunity and it's a bit of a, a, a perfect storm. It's probably probably it. So I, I don't know whether it is a sign, but if it if it is, this is this, if there is a new you know, era coming in. This is the time to have it. I've kind of blabbered my way through that, haven't I? I haven't really answered that there. Yeah. But it sounded good. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, go on then. In, in one sentence, Jim. What do you think? I agree with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, I don't think maybe um, has he seen what could be coming around the corner if we haven't got new owners coming in. He obviously knows what the current lot are like. Doesn't like it. He can't go public and say, look, this is rubbish, can he, really? Because they're paying his wages. So if he's not happy, you're going to be looking elsewhere, aren't you? And to be fair, he's, he looks like he's landed a decent a decent job somewhere else. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. I agree with you, David. Has he seen what's coming? Or has he thought... Yeah, I don't really know, to be honest. It's a difficult one to answer, and it's we don't really know. Mm, maybe so. I you know, it could just be a combination of things, you know. Yeah. Situation yeah. at Yeovil as it is, a good opportunity at an EFL club with someone do we, we believe he's worked with. Did he take his badges with? We think he took his badges that they both seem to do their, their co- uh, one of their A, B, C, D, one of their alphabet licenses at the same time. Yeah. Again, he's been at Yeovil <laughs> 20, 23 years. Yeah. yeah. So it's a long time, isn't it? So he could be just thinking now is a is the time to well, yeah. try something to do, and it's and it's an upward snap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Right, Clevo, he's not answered this one himself. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, with our season unraveling quickly, do you so think? Cheer us up, Andy. <laughs> do you think the playoffs is now a pipe dream? Would you blame Sal if he walked, given the current situation? I mean, I would argue that I thought the playoffs were a pipe dream anyway. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I said it last. Well, on... You didn't run to my defence when I was being lambasted on social media for not being lambasted. so yeah. optimistic. <laughs> Colin gave you a bit of a prod, didn't he? That's not lambasted. <laughs> and you said, like you said on, on Friday, that you were happy to be uh, criticised. So you set, yeah. yourself up for, you set yourself up for that, but... No, but I did yeah, say. I'm looking thought... like I might. I'm looking like I might have been right there at the moment, aren't I? Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I think we. I said last time. Now we got playoff winning team. Winning team. I said that last time as well. We got a playoff making team, um, but a mid-table squad. And I still believe that. I don't think our squad is good enough to be anything other than mid-table because we'd need every player playing every game. You know, at their maximum potential, and it, that is just you know, not not any kind of reality. So, I, I would say, yeah, we are destined for mid-table as things stand now. And would you blame Sal if he walked? No, uh, no, I wouldn't blame him. No, no, not at all. I mean, that <laughs> that's like the worst possible situation, isn't it? Especially with yeah, no skipper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If he was to have enough this week I mean what would happen James Hillier yes he's got got manager in his title so he's got Rob in the ticket office he's ticket office manager so there you go we've got two managers there we go that's that's an assistant as well then brilliant who comes in as caretaker hypothetical (laughs) who's there at the moment now who's managing (laughs) it's a player I guess I don't really I'd imagine it'd be like a little and read you know, it's the most experienced players there. You could see them being given it. But yeah. Jordan Barnett running down the touch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All that. <laughs> the new manager. Yeah. Shit, I was in the offices with managers. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Watsi asks, do we need a complete clean sweep if we enter a new era of ownership? I'm a Sal fan, but he was brought in by current ownership with a few months left on his contract. It almost feels like Skivo leaving could pave the way for a complete fresh start throughout. Been having this question loads, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. since, all, since all, 20, yes, yeah, since oh, we get new owners, we get new owners. <laughs> Do, will we have a clean sweep when we get new owners? We'll just be saying this next year, I think. <laughs> well, who else are we going to sweep out? No one else to sweep, is there? <laughs> yeah. No, right. in terms of a clean sweep. I mean, we said it last, uh, last time, didn't we, about when someone asked, should he, should he get a new contract? I think it all depends on who the owner is, you know, and what their plan is. Now, if we don't know the answer to what anybody's plan is, do we? Um, except for, you know, Scott has told us that he has a, a bright new vision, which will involve us, uh, you know, maximising maximising the revenue potentials of uh, of the off the field situation, which tells you um, a lot about what his uh, what his plan is. It doesn't tell you anything about what his plan is for. Um, you know the, the 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 football team and the football club does Probably it but... on the field situation exactly just the, yeah just the off the field situation yeah. so one would assume that he he would you know keep on Darren Sal because as what he says Darren Sal was his man um, but if the new people if there are new people and those new people have someone in mind it's them isn't it but I don't know because <laughs> we haven't we've we've had one like what was it fourteen word statement from. Julian Jenkins saying that they're in talks with Scott Priestnell around, uh, you know, a seven-day discussion that's now on six weeks or whatever. A long discussion, isn't it? I was going to say, that's a longer discussion than some of my answers to questions tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think this is... This feels like the opportunity to sweep clean if you're going to come in. Um, you know, I, I've, I've not really thought about it before. I, I mean, when the season finished last year, after everything we went for as a club and the manager went through, it wouldn't have surprised me at that point if he'd said, I, I'm done. I need a break because this has been the worst. And it, you know, he said it himself. It's been the worst year of his life, didn't he? And I think. Now it feels like after that interview he gave at the weekend, I feel like that those feelings are maybe creeping back. You know, he's he's talked about how the players, you know, the performances of the players and working with that group of players has rejuvenated him, but it didn't seem particularly, you know, rejuvenated after the week he's had. Um, so, you know, what's to say if new ownership came in and said, we want to keep you on, what's to say he would stay on anyway he might yeah. feel i know he spoke you know however long ago six weeks ago was it in his press conference he said how he wanted to stay and he you know liked working with the players but it's not in his power it's not up to him it's up to whoever comes in or whoever's in charge um <laughs> which you know i think that you know we pretty much know stuff's going on because if he's scott's man and if scott's in charge and it's up to scott if he keeps you know, who he keeps, <laughs> surely there'd be a contract on the table a long time ago. Mm. But the, the, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? If there's, a, if there's a new group or if there's an old group and they've got a better manager than Darren Sahl, or they think they've got a better manager than Darren Sahl, then that's the answer, isn't it? But yeah. I would say 
based on everything we've 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 seen of him, I say taking last season out of the equation, what he did with some kind of backing in that first season got us to the playoffs, albeit in a you know a season that was ended early. And this season, we've you know with with the almost the opposite in terms of finance, he's got us in a you know decent position, got us third round of the FA Cup. I, I, I would argue that there aren't. There are obviously managers out there, but in in Donnelly, there, there can't be too many people that you think, oh, he is clearly better, you know, for in in this environment than Darren Sahl. I mean, I, I was talking about wanting him to go after the Weymouth game. I was talking about wanting him to go after we got battered by Torquay last last October. So uh, last Boxing Day, I should say. So feel free to call me a complete and utter hypocrite if you like, um, but. When you look yeah, at complete it, and utter hypocrite. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, who, uh, who? Who? I mean, who is there? Who is there out there? I mean, we hear these names on social media about. We haven't for a long time. Well, no. That's the point. We haven't, you know, for a long time, we haven't heard any. But all names. we hear is people that used to play for the club. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we hear. That's like the qualification yeah. is you have to play for Yeovil, but. You know, you look at some of the managers, the great managers that we've had. I mean, pick Gary Johnson, no one had even bloody heard of him before he turned up. Russell Slade, but nothing to do with uh, with with Yeovil Town. They're probably our two most successful managers of recent time, aren't they? So, yeah. Give it Tomo to the end of the season. Yeah, where's Tomo? Where is he? Is he Dorchester <laughs> still? Uh, so. He hasn't been there for a while, I don't think. And he? No, he was talking, of, I think, because my dad's chairman of the overall walk in football. Oh, and, right. uh, he did, Dad had mentioned that he was going to go and play that at some point, I think. Is he? Yeah, I think he still plays. Like, Do any of them want to play for, for Yeovil? <laughs> to be fair, they'll probably be a bit oh, quicker oh, than Reed. Oh, oh, I'm going to say, can we suggest some of our current <laughs> squad for their team? Put my old man up front. He's, yeah. he, can hold a, he can hold a ball up. He's back to goal. <laughs> You'd constantly you'd be on the terrace. He's trying to walk it in. He's trying to walk it in. <laughs> Have a shot, Healy, for crying out loud. Um, Best back to goal striker in the walking league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is, to be fair. He's got a good touch on him. Uh, Hugh Issue asks, at what date will we be, con- we be conceding that there's nothing left to play for this season? Well, we're still on for the double, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> when do we play Cheddar? <laughs> when do we play Cheddar? Yeah, we're still on for the double. Yeah. Who who's thinks it's uh, after sending our seaside friends down on Easter Monday? They're in practice. There may be a match or two too early to confirm their relegation. Yeah, well, that would be great, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I did. Uh, I did. Uh, I did chuckle about. Uh, there was one particularly bullish. Uh, uh, Weymouth fan talking about Sean O'Driscoll's uh, arrival <laughs> and uh, saying Dar- uh, Darren Sal, who's he ever played for? Sean O'Driscoll played for the Republic of Ireland. This is it. Weymouth are back. Now they're giving him the boot as well, haven't they? So, uh, yeah. Well done, <laughs> they must have liked what they saw. I was going to say they went out of the trophy to a lower league team, but we can't talk about that. Can we? <laughs> yeah. um, right, we got a question from Chris Angelo of Green and White Goals. Do you have an other team? And has Yeovil playing your other team ever caused divided loyalties? Jimmer, this one's for you. (laughs) Thinking of that kid right in the middle of the 2013 playoff celebrations in a Man United shirt. 
And as a follow-up, would you ever wear a half-and-half scarf? Half-and-half scarf, no. Um, And yes, other team, other team. Um, My dad is a scouter, so I follow Liverpool. Obviously, the FA third-round FA Cup, when it was misty, was was actually my 21st birthday as well. So... Yeah, we'll play in Liverpool. It was it was great to be fair. Seeing all of the Liverpool players and Did you have a cake that, shaped but... like Sammy Hippier? No, I didn't even have... Do you know what I moan about my birthday every year is crap. It's too close <laughs> to Christmas. I've never had a birthday cake. And uh, oh. get a out. oh no, actually that's a lie. Sarah made me a um Eddie Stobart lorry cake once and it was brilliant. Yeah. Oh. A bit random. But yeah, so I have got I have my other team is is Liverpool, but being a Yeovil lad, mum and dad took us to watch Yeovil in the late 80s all the way through. And so I've had a bit of a break since like 2016, 17 for a few years, but I'm starting to get the bug back now. And uh, my nephews go, they're both nine and they love it. So it's nice to go with them and my brother and spend time with them watching watching Yeovil like we did when we we were like that age, like seeing their excitement yesterday. We went by the players' entrance and they just got the players' autographs and they were absolutely buzzing. And me and my brother were like that when we were younger with like Mark Shell and all of that lot, seeing them every week I would get their autographs. So my poor brother now, if I don't go, he's going to have to stand by the players' entrance <laughs> because his two boys want to go there every game and get every programme signed every game now. <laughs> but they love it and it's yeah. great seeing them like enjoy watching their local sides as well. It's a good age as well. That's the age I was when I first yeah. started going. Like, yeah, luckily when I was going, we were smashing teams 6-1. Yeah, it's a bit different. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, one of my nephews did say said, to my brother, he said, Dad, I've only ever seen crap games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've only seen that win twice, I think, something like that. <laughs> so they're, uh, they're being brought up on disappointment. <laughs> Did it so when they played Liverpool? Did it divide your loyalties? Uh, no, I wanted Jovel to win yeah. because I remember phoning Five Live as well. We just played Bristol Rovers away, I think, and I phoned Five Live and said on the way back we stopped on the A thirty seven and I had to get out because it was in the mate of, in the car with my mates. Phone Five Live and said, "Look, divided loyalties, but Jovel are going to Jovel are going to win." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was young. Yeah. <laughs> then Harry Kuehl fucking dived. Dived, cheat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if you two the, got any, do you follow? Oh, we know he's Arsenal, aren't you? Yeah, I am a, I am a gooner as well. But I've fallen out of love with him I'm a bit. Just, I think from doing this, really, from talking about Yeovil Town all the time. I haven't got mm. time. I ain't got time to think about another football team. <laughs> I'm bored of the Premier League as well. To be fair, I'd yeah. rather go and watch someone that you feel. I know we say that we're all distance from Yeovil and whatever, but you, you do feel closer. Yeah. When you go to watch Yeovil at home, like again, going back to the players coming out of the changing room yesterday, each one of them come out. They just played crap. They all come out with a smile on their faces when they see the young kids outside yeah. and they're, they're all a credit to be fair they all come out they all they probably they didn't want to sign things they just wanted to get in their cars and go home yeah but each and every one of them stopped spoke to them asked how they all were and it's just little things like that and 
it'll make those kids go back as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't get that at a Premier League club, would you? I mean, you can't get close no, to it. No, it's a different it's a different sport, isn't it? It's yeah. so like so yeah, far removed from what you know, what we're able to go and see on a regular just because, you know, it's just millionaires yeah. <laughs> running around a pitch, they, isn't it? Like, they don't care. What about you, yeah. David? Is yours older shot? <laughs> my big club my big club yeah. was uh, no weirdly when i was a kid at school i supported blackburn rovers because and, and i think it was because in the like Sheeran, early Sheeran. 90s uh sheer and sutton yeah when yeah. um sutton, uh, well it was the season before that actually when they took man united because everyone i went to school with was a man united fan everyone yeah. because yeah yeah um so i i think i i probably did it mostly to annoy uh, other people that I was at, at school with that I supported Blackburn, but I did actually go to a few games from from Somerset. I remember going up to a, the the season they won the league. I remember we went to a couple of games, and in fact, the first game I remember seeing Blackburn play was Arsene Wenger's debut as Arsenal manager. Was that oh. Blackburn? Yeah. So when he brought that. Patrick Vieira on off the bench, and he was. No one knew who he was. Kevin yeah. Gallagher tore him a new one. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that happened. Season. <laughs> but um uh but but now i live you know 20 minutes drive away from blackburn i think i can count on the in the 21 years i've lived up here now i've probably been to blackburn rovers four times five times and one of them was to, one of them was to watch the oval so um <laughs> so yeah uh, they're doing all right at the moment yeah they are yeah they, they, they are doing they are doing well my um my uncle is uh it's from Oldershot, but uh, supported them as well. So, um, is yeah. it something within like the Coates family that you have to support a team, a team that's, that's like a... really far away, <laughs> from, from, <laughs> or yeah. you have to move so that you, the team you support, is far away? Yeah. My dad supports <laughs> FC Reykjavik. Yeah, <laughs> Icelandically, but yeah, Blackburn Rovers. I'd have to say, but say not, not, not for a long time. Uh, Craig McCann asked, so Ben will have to answer this one for us at some point. Does Ben Barrett's Coombe record now make him the most experienced man for the assistant manager's job? Well, he wasn't a manager, was he? He was just a... Well, no, but he didn't... He, he, goal scorer from what didn't he manage his university ladies' team? Oh, yeah, he did, for yeah. For a bit, and it drove him to drink. Especially <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to play a back three. <laughs> <laughs> I had to play Morgan Williams as a centre-back and it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, Clevo, is Ruben Reid the best back-to-goal? Is Ruben Reid one of the best back-to-goal strikers in the league or is that just a myth? I think it might be a myth at this stage. When he scored on Tuesday night, Clevo was the first person to message me <laughs> and go, Eating your words now, are you? <laughs> well, one I could have scored that. Boy. Yeah, exactly. One for coaching boy, he said. Yeah. To be fair, he, like he, you would think he'd be able to hold the ball up with his back to goal because of the size of his backside. <laughs> I'm no Kate Moss, but geez. <laughs> Coach, he's got the pen out. I've got it. I've got yeah. it. I'm no Kate Moss, but geez. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, he should. He... It's weird, isn't it? Because when he's come on in other games this season, he's he has. I felt he's shown a lot more, but I don't know. It's something about it's something about all of our strikers except for Joe Quigley can't start games. 
a little better when they come off the bench. Yeah. Maybe start with those strikers and then just yeah. bring them on after like five minutes. They're going on as a sub. Let's just get Tom Knowles through the middle. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Harry Eaton, what the hell has happened? That the end of the <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly, fatigue and the background issues is playing a role, but the recent performances have been abject, awful, and some of the worst I've seen and listened to. So what has, in your views, caused this horrific downturn in form? They look knackered. I'll yeah. say that. I mean, he said that they look fatigued. And they, um, he said that the worst, some of the worst performances, I can name a few worst ones in the 90s, but um, yeah. Going back to yesterday, it wasn't great, was it? Um, I just think they're, they're all knackered. We just haven't got the depth in squad to make yeah. changes. They're all going to have to keep playing, basically. And if we've got more injuries, is Darren going to be able to bring in people? Doubtful. So, yeah. It seems It seems to me, it's, it's almost like it's more mental fatigue than physical at points. I feel like we mm. just, the decisions they make aren't, it feels like they're not quite the right decisions at points when they're on the pitch. I don't know. It's just a culmination of everything, isn't it? And people I mean, leaving, people getting injured. If you go it's... through it, if you go through what um, what what's happened, I mean, Boxing Day was obviously the, the the first one, wasn't it? I mean, we lost Grant Smith after the game for having a go at the referee. Sonny was sent off when he probably shouldn't have been sent off, and all those goals came. Uh, well, it got overturned, so it shouldn't have been sent off. Um, all the goals came there. Then you had um, the Dylan Barnes experiment um, uh, in the uh, in the in, in the home game, and then there was COVID, and then there was losing to a good Bournemouth side, and all the that came with that. And then it was straight into Southend, um, a, you know, another abject um, performance. Luke Wilkinson get injured, players are knackered. Um, and and then Needham Market side who are you know clearly up for it um, and not a bad team on their own um, and then obviously last week with you know Darren Sell wasn't there for a long time um, last week due to his own family situation he spoke in the game about how he couldn't have been there couldn't be on the training pitch with them Terry obviously then you know Toast Givert and then told them that they were leaving I mean, you can point to lots of things can't you and i did list it <laughs> a, bit of, um, a bit of a snowball there wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but um but yeah so there, there are lots of reasons as to why but i, I think they're just knackered mm. yeah i think that is basically what yeah. it falls down to uh, after I could have Skivo... better, couldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've done all right. Uh, Mike cleverly asks, after Skivo's departure, what is your favourite Terry Skiverton moment for the club? Can I go first? Yes. 89th minute winner in a 5-4 win at Doncaster Rovers in on the way to the trophy. I think it was a semi-final, no, quarter-final. Um, or, they, or whatever it was round it was, but it was the one the semi final was against Burton, I think, over two legs. But we were three nil down at half time, I think. Stano scored a couple, but Skivo scored with a trademark Giverton header. Um, no, no, it wasn't, was it? It was like a, it was like a, vo- a volley. Was it? a volley as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a volley, wasn't it? Yeah, in the 89th minute at Doncaster. And the best bit about it was that there were loads of Yeovil fans who left at half time because we were three 0 down. Um, but I was on the on the supporters' coach, so I couldn't leave. Not that I would have done anyway, obviously. So that would be mine. Mine would be probably swearing when he picked up the trophy at Villa Park <laughs> live on telly. 
Because <laughs> during every FA Cup year, we would always have a bet to see who swears when they pick up the trophy or along the I... player line. So when they pick up, they normally go, you, you did, don't they? <laughs> and, and he did it. He did it as soon as he picked up the trophy at Villa Park. So I just remember that's one of my memories of him. And probably there, um, I think it may have been Woken at home when he scored a header. There's a fella in the crowd, like heading every ball because it seems to like go around the box loads. Yeah. And there's this young lad on the video that you see him and he's jumping with every every ball. And then all of a sudden it goes in and he like heads it in with him and then runs down and celebrates with him. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So probably that you are that young lad, get in touch. We want to find yeah. this lad. I'll have to try and find it and I'll send it over to you, but it is bloody funny. Yeah. He could be the new assistant, that lad. Whoever yeah, he could be, yeah. The new header and Heading coach. Yeah, heading coach. But there's so many memories in there. I mean, it's endless. You've got 23 years of decent memories, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I think for me, it's, diff- it's, it's like, separating them as well from, like, the moments that of him playing football and managing and all of that. And like personally for like those moments where I've bumped into him in places, you know, because when I was a kid, we were out for a meal and he was sat at a table nearby with Kirk Jackson. Him and Kirk Jackson were sat there and we went and got, you know, went and said hello and got autographs. And then, you know, years later, you'd bump into him on the checkouts at Asda and he'd remember you and recognise you and would say hello and ask you how you are and this type of stuff. And I think it's just that, you know, it's that personal touch that through being at the club for so long that he had and knew, you know, that's what I take. Skivo was working on the checkout, huh? <laughs> no, he was in front of us in the queue. Oh, right. <laughs> they all get seen in Asda, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Everyone does. New players. <laughs> I saw him in Asda. I'm yeah. just imagining there going, did you find everything you needed, love? <laughs> <laughs> I Two think, for one those, you know. I think the other the other highlight are probably the various hairstyles over the years as well. There's yeah. <laughs> been a few in there. He never went I was watching some of the old videos. Though, did he? Huh? Do you remember the um for the Liverpool game actually? Um the commentator they zoomed in on Colin Miles and he goes, Oh, the big lad's had his hair done for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that. <laughs> <laughs> there's like crap crime lines in it, and there's a proper mullet as well. Yeah. You'd have thought as a bruising centre half, he'd have had a you know really short cut, wouldn't you? But yeah, uh, he never went for the really short. No, it's all like properly gelled and everything. Uh, that big glass up his hair. <laughs> uh. I think we've answered a lot. The rest, the ones that, the other ones that are coming up are a little bit, you know, a little bit blur. Um, but we'll finish on this one. Who is the third person you induct into the hypothetical YTFC Hall of Fame after Skivo and Gary Johnson? Alex Stock. Yeah, Alex Stock. Or are we talking more recent? Well, it's a Hall of Fame. Can't if you? I don't think you can have a Hall of Fame without Alex Stock in. No, that's true. Personally, I would go with someone like Terry Cotton. Because I read somewhere the other day that he played 74 games or something like that in one season. He mm. didn't miss he didn't miss a game. And obviously he's still about now. Gene's retired yeah. from her role, but I often still see him at the ground and that. And he's like a proper Yeovil town 
legend, I would say. So someone like someone like Terry, and he's a lovely fella as well. She'd hate us for saying it, wouldn't she? But Pat costed. Oh yeah, I saw Pat yesterday. Yeah. She's a diamond, isn't she? I jumped out on her. She crapped herself when I jumped out on her. But most people would, wouldn't they? Pat beard in my book. I've seen her for ages, and she's yeah. Actually, that's a good shout, Dave. She does so much. Pat yeah. does, and it, yeah. a lot of it goes unnoticed by people like us that, that just go to the games or whatever. But a lot of stuff wouldn't happen at Yeovil Town without without Pat. That's for sure. And I picked her over Howard Forrington, so that tells you something, <laughs> didn't I? Jeez. <laughs> You're going to text Howard in a minute. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. I really, I really meant you. <laughs> Please forgive me. <laughs> All right. Should we leave it on that? That felt like a nice, positive way to end a rather <laughs> miserable <Yeah>. chat. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Sorry. <laughs> See you later. See ya. Thanks. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot, goal! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.